You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Again, we have been talking about reaping a prepared harvest. God has us sharing the gospel in an aggressive manner like never before. Um, for it is his desire that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. And as disciples, as fishers of men, we want to make sure that we are doing our part, doing our part in the area of watch this collecting or gathering a harvest in which we had nothing to do with. Amen. So we've seen this throughout this teaching. I want you to write this down for a subheading today and to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Let him, let her who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church or to the individual. Um, No more excuses write that down no more excuses i want you to make a decision come to the resolve that as a believer i will no longer make excuses primarily relative to the things of god and uh, just as an individual refuse to make any more excuses now i'm talking particularly particularly where your spirituality is concerned. Make no allotments. Make no room to excuse yourself, yourselves from running at full potential relative to the things of God. It's already quiet. <laughs> Listen, it's always easier to take the path of least resistance because it requires no effort. See, when you fail to be a person who makes excuses, that means now I have to give of myself. I have to die to self. And a lot of people have a problem dying to self. So therefore, rather than admitting, they choose the easy way out. But one of the things, or there's a lot of things uh, that takes place that we're going to discover today, and I'm going to add to where I left off last week. But uh, if you did not know, when you a, when you are a person who lives a life of excuse making, it weighs on your esteem. It beats down your self esteem. Are you with me? But here, um, let's begin reading at verse number three, and I want you to be this kind of person today. Be like the psalmist who said, Lord, test my heart and my mind. Show me me today. (laughs) Listen, not who's not here, not who this message fits. Let's say, Lord, check me today. And, 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 And listen, I want you to be Um, see, you have to get to the point where you are tired 
I mean, where you are literally tired of the same old, same old. And listen, listen, I'm going to say some things and I'm being uh, uh, slow on purpose. Okay. Life can be much better than what it is. The moment we decide as individuals to stop making excuses. <laughs> um, again, and I'm going to show you here, and I've been echoing this or by way of the Spirit of God the last few weeks. Any area, I want you to write this down, any area of your life where God or where Jesus is not Lord over, you're going to suffer great difficulties because you have no guide. There is no wisdom. There is no leadership or lordship of God over your life. So therefore, there are more obstacles I encounter than necessary. Are you with me? But let's read this. Ecclesiastes number six, chapter six, beginning at verse three. Are you ready? NLT version. Are you ready? Are you ready? Am I here by myself? Are you ready? A man might have a hundred, everyone reading, a man might have a hundred children and live to be very old. But if he finds no satisfaction in life and doesn't even get a decent burial, it would have been better for him to be born dead. Verse four, his birth would have been meaningless and he would have ended in darkness. He wouldn't even had a name. Verse five, and he would never have seen the sun or known of his existence. Yet he would have had more peace than in growing up to be an unhappy man. He might live a thousand years twice over, but still not find contentment. Listen to that. Imagine living a thousand life twice and still not finding contentment. And since he must die like everyone else, well, what's the use? Now, I want you to take some notes here. And just let me give you a little context as to why King Solomon penned uh, this particular book. Um, here, Solomon, who, who remembers King Solomon? The wisest man. There was no one wiser on the earth than him in his day. But he takes us on a reflective journey through his life, explaining, I want you to write this down, explaining how uh, tired he was how he tried everything, tested everything, tasted everything, only to find out it was all vanity. It was useless. It was pointless. It was foolish. It was empty. Nothing more than an exercise in futility or ineffectiveness. Here is a man, you have to remember, these are the words from one who had it all. He had tremendous intellect. He had tremendous wealth, tremendous power. But he said, it's all but nothing. <laughs> Are you here? When you live a life void of God, which can explain partially how seemingly someone who's a multi-millionaire or a billionaire still commits suicide or still uh, have no peace. You can have it all. But when you live a life void of having a relationship with Jesus here, the man who was the wisest says it's all vanity. And I'm saying that to say sometimes we could chase after things and, it, and, and we, we negate our responsibilities relative to kingdom 
and it's all for nothing. Are you with me? So again, after this biographical tour of his life, Solomon made this triumphant conclusion and is found in verse 13 in Ecclesiastes 3. He says that life is meanliness apart from God. I want you to realize, realize that, that life is meanliness, meaningless, excuse me, without God. You make seven figures a year, but it's all for naught if there's, a, if there's no relationship with Jesus. Are you here? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world only to forfeit his own soul? Then he goes to say, what will a man give in exchange for? Is it is it worth spending eternity in the lake of fire? So the conclusion of the whole matter, this is for you and I and all people. Ecclesiastes three, if you want to show them this verse 13, this is the conclusion of the whole matter. Listen to this. Fear God, someone say fear God, God. and keep his commandments or his word. We're not talking about just the Ten Commandments. That's not what the word of God is his command. So the conclusion of the whole matter is to fear God, keep his word, because this relates to every man, applies to every man. Ecclesiastes, verse 6, chapter 6, verse 13. Now, here... Stay right here for a second since you can't get it. Verse 6 says, he might live a thousand years twice over but still not find contentment. This is what he's saying. Write this down. He asserts this, that it would be better that a man or woman never be born than to live on this life, to live on this planet many years and not fulfill the purpose for which God had given them birth. So I'm saying that again. Why even be born? I want you to listen to me. If you're going to live this life void of having a relationship with Jesus, it's not even worth living a thousand years twice. It's all for naught if you refuse to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus. Are you here? Now, I want to say something. Notice I said we want to make a declaration today or come to the resolve that I would no longer be a person who makes excuses. Okay? Now, particularly in the area of our what? Spirituality. So that means we need to take stock of my commitment relative to being a child of God. (laughs) Are you here? Let's look at this Romans 12 verses 9 through 11. God's word. I want to show you something because you guys look at me for a second. What's happening? We're so busy doing life that the kingdom is going. <laughs> Watch this. Uh, 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 we're not being effective, and I'm talking about in Christendom, as we could be or should be because. We are so busy trying to acquire things. And here, the wisest man of all says it's all for nothing when you forfeit your relationship with the Lord. Are you here? So we have to understand that I'm here for a reason. God has a purpose for my life. And and if I am to fulfill this thing, it warrants that I have a committed relationship with him. And let me say this, showing up on Sunday doesn't necessarily mean that you are committed to the call. 
it does not mean that God is first. And the scripture tells us that when we seek first the kingdom of God, the very things that we forfeit in order to try to have, he says, I will give these things to you. I, 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 I wish I could just, you know, take a syringe and just inject this and, and, and make people get it. But we have to make decisions. And, 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 I, and, I, and I'm saying something, and I don't think you hear me. When God is not first, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be great difficulties because I have no guide. And... and, and Life gets better the moment you stop making excuses. Are you with me? When I say you, you in general. Uh, Romans 12. Verse, beginning at verse 9. Look at this. Love sincerely. Hate evil. Hold on to what is good. Our focus verse is verse 11. Be devoted to each other like a loving family. Ask yourself this. Can my ministry count on me? What's my commitment like or do I make excuses as to why? And the things, watch this, the things that we do near death for the world but can't do for uh, uh, strength, well-abled mind and body for the kingdom. Oh, it's quiet. Be devoted to each other like a loving family. Excel. In showing your respect for each other. Do I make excuses when I know there are others that are counting on me? Are you here? Verse 11. Don't be lazy. In showing your devotion. Don't make excuses. In showing your You can say that as well. Don't make it. Because that, that's another... Uh, That's synonymous with being, uh, excuse making, lazy. Look it up. Don't be an excuse making when it comes to showing devotion. Then he says, use your energy to serve the Lord. May I ask you two questions? Number one, write this down. Say, self, am I making excuses when it comes to showing my devotion to God? Can my ministry, can my teams count on me? As a matter of fact, can the Lord <laughs> depend on me? Are you here? Are you using your energy to serve the Lord? And I said this last week, and I restated, restated excuse making ha- has been responsible for many things, such as why as a body of believers we fail to share the gospel of Jesus regularly, why people lack commitment, Why individuals are unloving, unforgiving, lack involvement. Why individuals have misplaced priorities. Why people are inconsistent. Why individuals gossip and slander. All because of excuses. Why there are broken relationships. Listen, those of you who are married, those of you who are in relationships, uh, uh, if you want it to be better, stop making excuses. Stop blaming. Why? Because there is help available and that's why we have to have God we can't blame daddy anymore as to why I'm this kind of man or why I'm this type of woman not when I have the Lord Jesus and help available 
Are you here? So we no longer can say I, I'm unemployed because of this or, or I lashed out because of this. No, no, nothing's going to, you, you, you won't get a job until you come to the resolution that, you know what, if I start searching, then I find. Are you here? It explains why a lot of people have no prayer life. Why people don't honor God. Why people harbor offenses. Why people are jealous. And let me say this. As long as you make excuses, other people's success will always agitate, irritate, and frustrate you. <laughs> Another man's success will make you live it if you are an excuse maker. Because you feel like, I'm supposed to have that. But they refuse to do what he did or she did to receive what they it explains why people are jealous why people are self-seeking and why people play the victim and there are so many more (laughs) write this down excuses Lord, I pray that people are receiving this, and I pray that men and women will make the res- come to the resolve today that I will no longer be a person who makes excuses. We make excuses as to why, again, we don't, watch this, contribute with our time, our gifts. Oh, I'll sing just as, as soon as I get somebody who can sing like me. You're making excuses. Oh, I give just as soon as I get that raise. And let let me say something. When it comes to giving, see, when you honor God, what your giving does, it places a value on how much you appreciate having God in your life. So when I honor God, With a tithe, I'm recognizing that God, I'm saying I value you as the source of everything that I have. When I give an acceptable offering, I'm saying, Lord, I value you. I place a value on you because whatever has your heart has you. And we can make excuses all day as to why we don't give. In essence, what you're saying is, Lord, I don't value that much. Reason being... Because the same excuses we make as to why we don't give, I, we use more on things of no value. It's real quiet today. Does that mean you're listening? Does that mean you're listening? But excuses are nothing more, write this down, than rationalizations we make about ourselves, about people, about circumstances. There are invented reasons we create. Watch this. To defend our behavior. <laughs> we make excuses to postpone taking action. Afraid. May I tell you this? God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound and disciplined mind. So it's not fear as much as is you have just taught yourself out of doing it. Again, the more excuses you make, the more it weighs on your esteem. Are you here? People make excuses as a means, and this is probably the number one, in my opinion, they make excuses as a means of neglecting responsibility. Again, it takes too much to say, I need to work on me. 
It's so much easier to say, Pastor, this message would be better if she would do right. If he would do right. If they would. Are you here? It's so easy to say, Pastor, I'm on a fixed income. I can't afford to give. But you buy lotto tickets. Cigarettes, blunts, alcohol, porn, whatever people buy. Shop. Excuses, write these down, are explanations, vindications, theories, hypotheses, and alibis put forward, watch this, to cover up failure and not look bad. So we come up with all of these scenarios and are you here? Theories as to not look bad. And watch this. They're actually done in consideration of self. You, you do it because you want people to think a certain way about you. And the other thing, the other reason why people make excuses is to manipulate control or to get control through manipulation. See, see, see now I'm being deceptive because I'm trying to control you through lying. Or not been honest. Are you here? Just watch this now. Watch this. Look at your life wherever you are right now. You might be wherever, but there's still more to achieve. But watch this. There's nobody you can really be mad at but self. The only person that you should be upset with, if you are upset, is self. You can no longer blame him, them, they, as to why you are no further than where you are. And the moment you stop making excuses is the moment your life would turn for the better. Are you here? Stop making excuses as to why some still hang in mephitic environments. Stop making excuses as to why I feel like I got to hold on to trifling people who were no good for me. Are you here? Watch this. Iron sharpens iron. And it's like this. Either they are good for me or they're not. I don't have to convince myself trying to like somebody who I know brings nothing to the table. See, see, now you have to ask yourself, what is it about me that I feel like I need this kind of drama in my life. Perhaps I keep accepting this because I've lived a life of excuse making and my esteem is so low that I keep accepting this and the only way out of excuse making is to execute. The only way you can rise above making excuses you have to execute. In the weeks past you've been hearing me say this on a day to day basis you are either making excuses or you're executing. Are you here? And you know what? It's, it's somewhat disheartening because believers will hear this and still not say, Lord, speak to me. Yes, 
working like a Hebrew slave, but it's all for nothing when God is not Lord of my life. Okay. And the amazing thing, each member has something to add. Every joint supplies. And the enemy keeps you so distracted and busy whereby we can never see your potential in that area. See, you don't know what you could do once you get involved. But since you keep making excuses, oh, pastor, you know, so the kingdom never sees your potential in that area. Why? Because I've allowed the enemy. Well, it's not even the enemy. It's the inner me. The inner me to make excuses. Write this down. Excuses are mainly a a means of placing the blame, again, of an internal problem on an external condition. It's a means of placing an internal problem on an external condition. When are you going to stop making excuses? Say that. When am I going to stop making excuses? As a matter of fact, look at your name and say, when are you going to stop making excuses? Look at your other neighbor and say, look at me. When are you going to stop making excuses? See, some of y'all can't even say it. It's hurting some. Some mad. Don't even want to. I ain't saying it. See, see, it, it takes from. See, to, see, you got to die to self to rise above excuse making. And that takes a lot to say, you know what? Maybe I do make excuses. Maybe life can be better if I will only take responsibility for my ability. You're mad at the wrong man. There it went. You're mad at the wrong woman. Did y'all hear that? Anyone who has an index finger, may I see it? If you still have it. Look at it. If your neighbor's not participating, say participate. You're here, participate. Do it like this. Then come back like this. And say this, if it is to be, it's up to me. Uh-uh, uh-uh, don't, don't, we're not finished. Say this, I'm the blame. It's my fault. I take responsibility for where I am. My response, this day forward, will be my responsibility. And I will not allow another individual to stand in my way from being a person who keeps God first. Stop making excuses. Imagine if believers everywhere were committed to the things of God, how large the body of Christ would look. 
but we are so selfish that, and the only reason why some show up on Sunday is to somewhat make themselves feel good about all the guilt because they know they haven't been committed. So they'll show up on Sunday like, you know, let me go through the routine and see, this thing is serious. Because any area where God is not first, you are an impotent person. In other words, you are powerless. You lack power when God is not first. I'm going to show you. Let me show you. Let's talk about some dangers of excuses, but but write this down. This excuses excuses is nothing more than a behavior that we express that hurts our own credibility, performance, and motivation. I'll say it again. Excuses is a behavior that we express that hurts our own credibility, performance, and motivation. Again, in weeks past, I've shared with you how when we make excuses, we're just trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to protect our ego. We're trying to protect ourselves against anxiety and shame. And the more anxious or ashamed we are, the more likely we are to build barriers and impede our chances of attaining a goal. That's why it's not good to make excuses. Just do it. Try. I can't. You know how many people... Started out January 1st, sticking to that New New Year's resolution for about three good days. And the reason why they're no longer on that path is because they still chose a life. See, here's the see, you can make the uh, you can make all types of resolutions all day long. But it's not until you come to the resolve of saying, first of all, I got to eliminate making excuses. Then get started. But most people get started but have not made the resolution to I will not make excuses. And we are we we won't do like the scripture says, follow those who have the faith and patience inherit the promises. So when they see increase on different people's lives, they allow jealousy and envy. To take root rather than saying, if I do what he did, stop making excuses. I hear my man of God talking about giving all the time. He leads by example. If I just do like they do. Are you here? When I came in the office, I was hearing for the offering, my offering. So I wrote down $150. That's what I heard, $150. Tell them my testimony. Help somebody quit making excuses. I didn't think about, well, Lord, you know, now Thursday I got their power bill. <laughs> Friday, cable bill due. Friday, now, five days away. Friday, I got cable. Now, on the 29th, uh, I'm going to probably need gas in my car. See, God is the head of my life. He sits at the head. 
And in all of my ways, I acknowledge him and let him direct me. He brings me an envelope from one of the members, had $100 in it. Then a gentleman in the back put $100 in my hand. Then the meet and greet, somebody laid 20, maybe 20, yeah, 20, just checking. 20, I don't know who it was, I just seen it laying on my iPad. So 220 already done came back. See y'all? Why? Because I didn't make excuses as to why, Lord, now you know. And see, here's the thing about God. See, we say God knows my heart, and he really does. He knows who's griping, who's murmuring, murmuring, who's complaining, who's talking about, I can't do it. He wouldn't ask you to do it if he knew you couldn't. He's not going to ask you for 500 if you don't have it. And if you got it, he's trying to get more back to you. And you've been making people sit there, man, man, man. If, if you don't have $50, the Lord ain't telling you that. But if I got it up, Lord, maybe it is God because I do have 50. Listen, my God has been too good to me. For me to go back and forth with him about some chop change. As good as he's been. Lord, take care of my children. Watch my husband. Watch my wife. Watch, make sure my roof don't cave in. Take me to work, Lord. Bring me back. Angels, get on guard. Lord, I'm sick. Thank you for the healing. And we run the hell out of God. Then don't want to honor him. What is wrong with people? Stop making excuses. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Excuse me. It's, it's ridiculous. And people are walking around mad at everybody but the one who's creating the problem. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oxymoron. Take responsibility. Whip your own behind. Give your own self a spanking. Listen, you have messed our life up. We are not doing a good job. Let's put God first and get on with this thing. Self, you messing it up. We're going around this mountain again. Get your act together and let's let God do what he's going to do. Who are we mad at? Is he fussing? No, but he's excited. He's passionate because he know that this thing is real. He know where God brought him from. I ain't one of them Christians who forgot. I remember when I couldn't do like I'm doing. I remember when I didn't have and I trusted God, kept obeying God and slowly then quickly And we still making excuses. Get it together. Point the finger at self. It ain't nobody's fault but self. Call mama, apologize. Mama, yeah, I've been blaming you all these years. And it's been nothing more than an excuse. I met a girl who went through worse, but she chose not to make excuses. 
And that's not to minimize what took place. But we have to get to the place where we stop making excuses. It ain't nobody's fault but yours. So if you want to do better, have a conversation with you. Sit down. Take self to lunch. Say, Seth, listen, we can go eat. I want to talk to you. Listen now, this is what our life looked like. And if we could keep going like this, it's going to continue to look like. Because how we live in now is a preview of a coming attraction. And if I don't like where I am now, today has to stop. It has to stop today. So eat this Big Mac. Eat them french fries. Drink that tea. Get your butt up and stop making excuses. You need to call everybody. Some of y'all need to call me. Pastor, I'm sorry. I've been blaming you. Mama, I'm sorry. Daddy, I'm sorry. Brother, I'm sorry. Sister, I'm sorry. And be honest and say, Lord, it's me. Oh, Lord. Standing in the need. Of being delivered from excuse making. Not my mother, not my father, but me. Stop making excuses. And see, our job is to push you and to show you you can do better than that. I know what you've been taught, I know what's in you. But you have to have a conversation. All these conversations that need to be had. It, no, the, the most important conversation we need to have right now is with self. That's the conversation. With self. Look at this. Who we blaming? Just getting nut up out of everything. White man ain't bothered you. You don't even know the white man. Who you blaming? Why you can't get where you're getting. It ain't the black man. It ain't the green man. It's the man in the mirror. Grow up. Have a backbone about yourself. Like minister, have some class about yourself. Take responsibility for your ability. And just own up to it. Yeah, I'm lazy. Yeah, I'm sorry. But it starts today. See, see, now that's a person who ready to change. But the prayer, I ain't, ain't, ain't no excuse me. No, I've been excuse maker way too long. It shows in my life. Just, just execute. Let me close with this. Second Timothy. I'm telling you, the, most people, number one, it ain't even the devil's not your biggest enemy. It's self. It's the inner me. Satan didn't know he did. You made that up yourself. He defeated. As a matter of fact, you have no excuse because the Lord said, I have given you power over all. the power of the enemy. So we're still without excuse. And you know what pe- people sitting here still and still, yes, it's good, Pastor, and they leave. 
and their life won't be any better because they're still not ready. <laughs> See, when you make excuses, it keeps you from dominating. I would write that down. See, the reason why you're not dominating as an individual because you're making excuses. It makes a victim out of you instead of a victor. It makes you blame others. It makes you blame circumstances. It even makes people blame God. Then it makes people pray foolishly for God to change the other person or the situation. He ain't no change me, Jesus. Are you here? And it keeps, watch this, everlasting poverty and prevents you from accomplishing your goals, dreams, and reaching your highest potential. What do you mean poverty? Not just in finances, but it keeps you from prospering in any area when you are an excuse maker. Any area. It don't just have to be money. It keeps you prospering mentally when you're an excuse maker. It keeps you from having healthy relationships when you're an excuse maker. See, why is he so passionate? Because I want you to get this. Because you've been blaming the wrong person. This folk here now mad. But see, you're mad at the wrong person. Don't have a stroke. Don't hurt yourself. See, if he didn't love you, he, he, would, he would dance around this. Play with, uh, you're all right. No, you're not all right. Life is better. And the worst thing is, is most people's impediment is hanging around other excuse makers. Get around. Man, leave them. I'm about to show you. Get it. How come you ain't coming, girl? You make too many. Matter of fact, I ain't even answering your call. Text them back. You make too many excuses. I'm tired of living life this way. I want to do life differently. There's more that God has in store for me, and I have yet to see it, and I want to see it. Thank you. Watch this. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, and I'm done. We are in these days now, the last days. And, and, And if you was born a thousand years ago, it was the last days for them because they're no longer here. <laughs> and when you go see Jesus and I'm teaching your grandchildren, your great-great-grands, it'll be their last days. <laughs> well, what about you, Pastor? Well, I'm going to be here when Jesus coming. Be caught up. Be doing one of them. Those who remain, we all going to be here. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be here. Stop making excuses then. <laughs> If, if, if God is not first, guys, and I'm done with this, I'm going to close right here. You lack power. You remember the man at the pool of Bethesda? Now, he wasn't there for 38 years. The scripture said he had an infirmity for 38 years. And when Jesus asked that man if he wanted to be healed, he immediately started making excuses. Watch this, though. And I was meditating on that thing last night. Now, they were at the place, Bethesda, the place of outpouring. (laughs) House of mercy. Imagine how many people week in, week out are going to the place of outpouring, the place where God dwells. House of mercy. 
I submit he wasn't the only one making excuses because it said it lay a great many impotent. What does impotent mean? People who lack power laying around the pool. And there are people coming into the house of God every week who are lacking power. Why? Because when you make excuses, you forfeit your power. You give it away. You missed what I just said. When you forfeit, when you make excuses, you, you release your authority and your dominion. I, I, when Adam disobeyed God, first thing he did was blame Eve. And he lost his power. She did the same thing. Moses did it. Gideon. Excuse makers. You cannot dominate in any area that you make excuses. I, I would write that down. So if you're not dominating, perhaps you're making excuses in that area. <laughs> Watch this. You must understand this. In the last days, there will be violent periods of time. People will be selfish and love money. They will brag, be arrogant, and use abusive language. They will curse their parents. That's spiritual parents, too. Some of y'all don't cuss me. But I love you. Not, not, I'm, I'm not saying call me cussing over some, I'm talking about cussed. That's dangerous. That's another message. Watch this. Watch this. They curse the person. Show no gratitude. You look at the people today. It, there's this entitlement attitude. Like, like we, like, I owe you what? Stop making excuses. We got people now, don't, don't pay a bill when they ask you to do it. Lead a church, they leave God. Then when you ask them, well, how did you get right here? They don't, they don't want to say why. Just want you to ante up. Let me, let, let me stay good, be good. I'm not going to let them pull me into that. I'm not going to do that. Y'all not going to get me to ever do like I did Wednesday night again. Uh, y'all, that was just too hard. I, I, t- I had a headache. I don't never get headaches. I told Pat when I got home, I said, hey, I got a headache tonight. Going straight to bed. <laughs> no, that's not my vein. I'm sweating now. That's, that's not me. Watch this. They will curse their parents, show no gratitude, have no respect for what is sacred, what's holy. And you see, believers now, they don't really honor the things of God. Anything pertaining to things of God, a lot, there's always a remnant of us who do, but there's, the, there's more often than not, the majority, they, they could care less about the things of God. Sacred. Listen to this. 
and lack normal affection for their families, spiritual and natural. We just seen in Romans, excel in love. Love each other like a what? Are y'all here? <clears throat> they refuse, and it's people that are here, exhortation in here, and refuse to make peace with anyone. You hold offense by choice. And to not let it go is just another excuse as to why you choose to hold on to it. Boy! Shit. Bless you. Are you here? Watch this. They would be slanderous, lack self-control, be brutal, and have no love for what is good. We're living in that day, guys. They would be traitors. <laughs> traitors. That's why I got to have my, well, I've always had it in God. Because people can be fickle as fickle. They pass all oh, you the best thing next sliced bread. But when I rebuke or correct or instruct, oh, now you ain't have to tell me about my, myself. Oh, he didn't have to tell me the truth. Pastor, you didn't have to give me the truth. Because when I know the truth, it sets me free, and I ain't ready to be set free yet. That's pretty much what they're saying. Watch this. If knowing the truth will set you free, why not want to be free? Boy, this is. They would be traitors. They would be reckless and conceited. They would love pleasure. God, rather than God. Church, I ain't, they don't, they'll be all right. No, it makes a difference when I participate. It makes a difference when I don't participate. It makes a difference when I'm committed. And it makes a difference when I'm not committed. Are you here? Verse 5 is the verse I want to get to. They will appear to have a godly life. But they will, see, here it go. I said, well, any area where God's not first, you lack power. But they will not, watch this, let its power change them. Stay away from them people. Watch this, when I refuse to allow the Lord to be Lord over my life in whatever area, I'm refusing his power source in that area. Do y'all see it? But they will not let its power change them. They, the old church was saying, power, power, Lord. Holy Ghost, power, power. We need the power. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that's going to change you. Is that dunama. Are you here? And you know why we lack power as people? It's because we haven't allowed God to rule in that area. See, he has to be Lord in every area. Not just some. You have people who, they, oh, he, he's Lord over this. 
over my singing and commitment to the praise team and to the choir. But he's not really Lord over my prayer life. And may I, may I suggest this, if you're not, uh, t- tell us how you're remaining strong and you don't have a life of prayer. I, I like to know that secret because we're going to put it on eBay, uh, Craigslist, YouTube, and make some money off of it. How to stay strong as a believer and you have no connection with God. They will appear to have a godly life. Let, let's see the new living translation. And I, I'm done. I'm, I, so we, we're just mailing it out. But I like to see the new living translation. You guys okay? In, in the moment, listen, you are going to have the opportunity to be true to yourself. Yourselves. And we, you're going to have the opportunity to come down and release that life of excuse making. Again, it has to be a choice and begin to be a person of execution. And and may I say to stop being fickle. Don't be fickle this year. Matter of fact, don't be fickle, period. Again, come to the resolve of I'm going to stop making excuses and I'm going to end it for good. Well, let's just jump to verse uh, 3. They would be unloving, unforgiving. They would slander others, have no self-control. They would be cruel and hate what is good. Watch this. Verse 4 and 5. They would betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They would act religious, but they would reject the power that can make them godly. So anytime we don't allow God to rule in areas of our lives, we, we have no power, man. That's why our scripture says, I can do all things. Who, how? Through Christ that greater is he that is than he that is in the How? And I will help you in weeks to come. But the cure for excuse making is execution. The only way to push past, past and overcome making excuses is to execute. That means I have to, th- watch this, when I feel it trying to rise up, Brother McCain, you know what I do? I execute, and it kills it. Because watch this, every time I make an excuse, Sister Moore, I lose my power. I can't dominate making excuses. Will you just take a moment and just think about every area that you made excuse? Now, I submit to you, you're probably, well, no, I submit you losing in that area. For real. So you have to, what? Execute. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.